Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Pregnancy loss is not an easy topic to talk about, but it's one we need to get more comfortable with. Roughly one in five women who know they're pregnant will have a miscarriage. But what do we know about the experience of miscarriage and how do we support those we know and love if they have one? Alice Yu is a medical student at Monash University who spoke to 23 men, women and family members who had been through a miscarriage. And while it's a small study, it has yielded some interesting insights. Hi, Alice. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you, Siobhan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, Now, the people you spoke to had some very specific things to say about the support they received after a miscarriage. Did many of them think they had received what they needed? Yeah, I I think that was one of the main findings from our study, and that was that support was pretty lacking. Um, When we talk about support, particularly in the research around miscarriage, we look at several areas. Um, And the biggest two are probably social support, so family and friends, those closest um, to them, Um, but also healthcare provider support, so from our doctors, nurses and midwives. And, yeah, the the 23 people that I had the privilege to interview had recommendations for all these areas. I'm particularly interested in that social element that is from friends and family. What were these people telling you they wanted to hear from those that were closest to them? Yeah, I, I think I think from the people closest to them, the most important thing was they wanted that they wanted people to be there um, and to acknowledge their loss. Um, I remember some women in the interview saying the thing that hurt the most was that people weren't there and they had nothing to say. And so something as simple as "I'm sorry" would go a long way in making people feel that their loss is acknowledged. I think there's also some other helpful messages that we've kind of pulled out from the interviews. Um, One of them is that you are not alone and there are other people going through it and that miscarriage is a common experience, but not in the way that, you know, what you're going through is um, not significant or, or not as much of a loss as it is, but in that there is a community of people out there who have gone through it before, um, who are willing to listen to what you've gone through and and show you the support. And how did they want medical staff to respond? Yeah, there were there were several key recommendations from medical staff. I think the main one was that they wanted some type of support to be offered to them, so really actively often make it really obvious, particularly at a time um, when you're just not in the right headspace to seek it out for yourself. So the forms that people talked about included support groups, you know, follow-up phone calls, counselling or even some psychological support or just basically somebody to talk to who kind of understood the experience and, and could offer some more information and answer some questions that they had. I knew that miscarriage was common when I fell pregnant with my children, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what the physical experience would be. Did you find that the women in particular that you were speaking to, was that part of um, the pain and trauma of the experiences that they actually didn't know what to expect when they miscarried? Like, do we have enough 
practical support about how to care for yourself when you've gone through a miscarriage? Yeah, um, definitely something that we've heard through interviews, but not just women, also men who are, you know, surprised at the amount of bleeding and pain that their partners go through and feel very helpless um, along the way. I think we have a long way to go in terms of society. So talking about miscarriage and the experience that people go through, but also as healthcare providers and providing that right amount of information, which is what a lot of people want is just, you know, more information um, verbally and in the form of pamphlets. Do you know uh, what people should do in the instance of a miscarriage? Like are people expected to stay at home? Can they go to hospital? You hear all these horrible stories Mm -hmm. about women who go to hospital and miscarry in a bathroom and just told to go home. Like it feels very much like it's common enough experience that people are just expected to buck up and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest, you know, stopping short of giving medical advice I think the biggest thing is to for women, if you're at all concerned about your pregnancy, whether it's pain or it's bleeding or just this sense that something's not right, um, I think you should be going to your GP or your obstetrician or whoever's managing your pregnancy or if it's, you know, in the middle of the night or it's quite serious, then just remember that there are emergency departments, there's our obstetric hospitals who are always willing to help. Unfortunately, we've had both you know, positive experiences with healthcare providers, but also a lot of negative experiences. If if you think if you've seen someone and you still think things are right, it's always good to good to get a second opinion. So take your own instincts seriously. You did just mention there that you think we've got a long way to go with discussion about miscarriage mm-hmm. and just being open about it. What work do you think needs to be done now so that we are more supportive of those going through this experience? Yeah, this is this is something that people have talked about in interviews a lot. And I, I think the biggest thing that we can do is just for pregnancy loss and miscarriage to be spoken about more openly in society. And I think a big part of that is for pieces about miscarriage to appear in the news and the mainstream media so that people realise realize that it's common and then it's okay to talk about. And then I think the downstream effects of that would be that people feel like they can freely discuss it with their family and friends. Alice, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Siobhan. That's Alice Yu. She's a medical student at Monash University. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.